everybody. Welcome to Exo Squad Goals, the Exo Squadcast podcast. I'm Chris Mastalone. Hey, I'm Chris. I'm Ryan Hardy. <laughs> I am also Chris, and we are here talking about season two, episode thirty, "The Ultimate Warrior." All right, Ultimate Warrior. You've heard from Andre the Giant and Bobby the Brain Heenan. They believe, Warrior, that they have the advantage in this intercontinental title bout. They believe that you fear the giant. It is written by the Brothers Edens. And yeah, it's a direct continuation of the last episode. Yeah. If you didn't listen to that episode or see that episode, what are you doing? Just get on that shit. Really, you should probably know the routine by now. Ryan, what do you think of this one? So you should have already watched the show. But if you're going to start, definitely don't start with the second episode of a two parter. Other than that, (laughs) like this is the worst possible episode to jump in on. Like any other episode would be better. But uh, yeah, no, I I think this episode is, is good. I did not enjoy it as much as the last episode, but I think they did some cool stuff with it. The combat stuff I thought was really good. The redemption of Yuri Staff Rogan is uh, is in full effect. Yeah, this is like the nice like bow on that storyline right there. That arc with Steph Rogan from him being a total like douchebag hotshot pilot that gets everyone killed. See, he's willing to give him his life for JT Marsh, the guy who used to run him down and be like his rival. Yeah. Yeah, the combat shit in this one is like really good, but it's it's also an action episode, so there's not a ton that goes on. Really, really dig this one. But just for being like a story that gets two parts, you know what I mean? Like, we don't get that. We, how many times do we say, we don't get enough time with this story, and we actually get a nice amount of time with this one? And, and as it turns out, an hour is too much, but sometimes 30 <laughs> minutes is not enough. I think all these episodes should be like 1.5 episodes. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One 45-minute episode per week. We should go back and fix that, make that happen. We do, however, in in toy news, they're clearly pumping the jump troops because the uh, the closer, the, like, get to know... Yeah, the buddy. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the get to know Exo guy is Pellegrino from the jump troops. <laughs> he has a really good one. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Corporal Vince Pellegrino comes from a long line of soldiers. If they were still around, he'd drive them all crazy. He's undisciplined, unmilitary, unpredictable. He's also a born fighter. Yeah, let's just talk about that for a second before we get into it. It's kind of great because it's like a character thing. It's actiony. It's getting a little like talking going. But like the dude is being chased by like, I forget who used to use it, but like the bubble canopied uh, Neo E-frames. And he hides behind the rock, uses a specialized hydrogen pack, and blows up a balloon with a smiley face to distract the guy before he glocks him. Yeah. It's kind of great. And then he's, yeah, and the whole narration is Winfield being like, he comes from a line of soldiers. He has no respect for authority or discipline. He would drive them all crazy. And then he's like blowing up the balloon. And then the exo, the Neo frames turn around. And then Pellegrino just starts like laying him out. And then Winfield's like, fortunately, he's a born fighter. And it's like one of the best uh, closers on there. Uh, also, because because Pellegrino has is, as we remember, uh, the author of the single coolest thing in television history, which when he blows that Neo Mega away, it is like, only if I miss... <laughs> Yeah, man. It is is the highest testosterone per second filming of anything in television history. It's the most. (laughs) It is. It is a pure silverback moment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. If you watch it in slow-mo, you can see them animating like actual testosterone shooting out of his pores. And that's what actually what kills the uh, Neo Mega in that episode. Yeah, his 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 T levels are so off the charts. The highest T. (laughs) (laughs) So. 
In this episode, we pick right up in the last one. Deleon's on his psychic horn trying to call JT, and he's like, oh my god, I think his frame's dead. Smash cut! JT's on his back, Neomega's over him, and Galba's like, What if the Terran's name is not Takagi, but JT Marsh? And they're like, whoa, stop the test. Gotta get this guy to Phaeton. I thought that was kind of funny. (laughs) Yeah, it was like, hey, you know, he's really good in the Z-frame. Too good. Maybe he is JT Marsh after all. (laughs) Yeah, so like like the Neomegas are great because like they're so officious that like nothing ever like, oh, no, new information. Like, I better not follow up on this at all. Like, yeah. And you think he'd have like a wallet or like something on him that says like, I am JT Marsh of the Exo fleet. It seems like a pretty dead giveaway. Yeah, there's a 50% chance of it being JT Marsh. And like, shouldn't they know they're like, Kastakagi is 17 years old. This is clearly like a 35-year-old man. <laughs> yeah, you think they'd have his like a wanted poster with his face on it by now, but it's hint around to everyone. He's also not Asian. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm I, I understand it's the future and there are probably a lot of people with but like Kaz Takagi would be like, my assumption is that person is of Asian descent. Yes. The man with the most Japanese name in the show. <laughs> yeah, in human history. Like. Yeah. It's like JT Marsh. Maybe not. You yeah. know, just just if you're going to take that chance, you know, yeah. at least maybe run it through like a database or something. I mean, you're on Earth. You have records and stuff. Come on. He was in the military. OK, 35 year old white man. Are you... Uh, are you Officer JT Marsh or or new recruit Kaz Takagi? Like, <laughs> yeah, JT Marsh, who has eluded our like great leader Phaeton on numerous occasions, or some unknown dude who just is like, like you said, seventeen. Um, also, like, shouldn't there shouldn't there be like a picture of him? Like, oh yeah, and by the way, uh, if you see someone who looks like Guile from Street Fighter Two, like. <laughs> That's that's JT Marsh and you should arrest him. They're like, yeah, yeah. always wears the exact same armor, wrist blaster, like right. pretty obvious. Right. Like and they're just like they're like, just tell him you're Kastagagi. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, sorry, man. <laughs> well, there are those all those episodes where Marsala just shows up and people are like, Hey, engineer, come over here, help me with this, and he like kills them. So I feel like pictures are not a big thing in the future or something, because he has a very he has like a unique head marking that they don't see every time. And he's like, like a famous revolutionary. <laughs> yeah. He started the fucking revolution 50 years ago and he just waltz like waltzes into rooms and they're just like, hey, you, I've never seen you before. No. Yeah. <laughs> like, like fucking V.I. Lenin, like walking to like a room in Moscow and people being like, yeah, who's the guy with the weird goatee? You know? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like if Neil deGrasse Tyson knocks on your door and is like, "Hey, a FedEx package here." You're like, "Hey, are 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 you astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson? Like, you look just like him, <laughs> and you have like a head marking that is unique to him that you have. Like, this seems. I I should at least ask, right? Like, yeah. So one thing, like. You know, we've talked a little bit about how, like how like the Exo Squad world might be dystopian. One thing I do think that is a positive is like personal identity appears to be intact. Like the Panopticon does not work because no one knows. Yeah. No, no one knows what famous war criminals look like. So like your average person is probably <laughs> fine, too. Though they everyone knows Phaeton. Phaeton, yeah. Which is kind of yeah. funny. Like Phaeton's the one guy who like is giving the speech and they're like throwing tomatoes at him. But like Marsala? 
yeah, you know, you can walk into any bar anywhere. No one will give him two looks like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would be like if Malcolm X like sat down and like, you know, started talking. You're like, hey, listen, I just want to clear the air. Like, are you Malcolm X? Like, just want to know. Like, yeah, not just talking, but talking in like sound bites. Like, right, right. You know, it's again, like, it's like fucking Mao Zedong going like, hey, buddy, I got a five year plan. And you're like, I'm just going to go on a hunch here. Like, you're wearing a green, like, military uniform, big red star. Yeah. No? It's it's cool. Okay, it's cool check. if you're not. I just want to check. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're having a great conversation about the Harlem Globetrotters, but, like, Mao, come on, man. I mean, we know. Yeah. Also, uh, I know we've talked about this, but it really does blow my mind that, like, Winfield and Marsala just, like, work together, too. Like, yeah, like literally the guy who like broke up the revolution and the guy who started it are just like, hey, what's up, man? How's the coffee today? They have, yeah, and they have they have meetings like every week. And like, it's not like, hey, so like, oh, yeah, you like you like beat the crap out of him and ruin his revolution, didn't you? Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you remember when you picked up his best friend with like a giant claw and shook him till he told you where like the uh, HQ was? Yeah, that guy. You're like, it's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, I said I was sorry. Like, <laughs> oh, man. So, you know, they, they spare JT Marsh. They're having like a sleepover out in the blizzard and uh, Yuri is getting his balls busted by Kaz again. We ought to be out there looking for JT. JT wouldn't be lying there sleeping. Not if it was Stav Rogan out there instead of him. And then the blizzard ends. And then JT is like going to get taken to a shuttle and sent to Phaeton because they finally figured it out. When Galba like locks his two guards and JT's like, oh man, you know, thanks for the help. And he's like, you must understand, Terran, I am not a traitor. If Phaeton is not defeated, he will destroy us all, Terran and Neo Sapien alike. Marsh is like, cool thought, BRB gonna steal a fighter and just fuck yep. everything up. And Galba does not look happy about that. Like, he's yeah, no, he's Galba is pretty mad. But uh, and we also get some uh, E frame incest, which is pretty unusual. Like, like usually people don't people don't trade E-frames like a lot. I thought you I thought you meant like some psychic Delion like Oh yeah, no, no, no. I mean, again, they really do kind of bury the lead that E-frames are alive and share like a Jungian consciousness. <laughs> they do they kinda they kinda plow through that pretty quick. Like Do you think Delion can like feel everyone, if you know what I mean? Like he's in their neck. He's inside everyone we are so lucky this show predates black mirror because otherwise there would 1000 percent be some like horrible black mirror episode where like delion gets a boner because like he like connects with torres's frame like <laughs> there is a bit of black mirror because remember when torres like got killed they were fucking like okay she's dead so let's expose her deepest darkest memories that we've recorded in her e-frame so it's like every time an e-frame gets killed the pilot dies kind of inside oh yeah but they still live because their body lives on and all that they kind of again they kind of like talked about this a little bit before but we're like no no no, it's cool it's cool we just record every memory and like every thought you've ever had but it's cool guys don't worry about it totally cool yeah it's uh it's pretty weird yeah i'm gonna say on the whole like yeah they really like you can tell they kind of this storyline is like a little rushed because they kind of like they're telling two very important stories of the war parallel and because and because we know Delion's frame is super important because they bring it up during the previously on exo squad part and they only do that with shit that matters they give a good five minutes to the previously on and it's all like my frame's alive i can feel everything i know you 
like you said, they don't do that like ever. And there's a lot of stuff like I was thinking about this during the credits. Those credits are there. So if you just tuned in randomly, you want to be like, hey, who's that dude in a green frame? You'd be like, oh, that's as seen on TV's Alec DeLeon and Phaeton, you know, and all this stuff. But yeah, like this is a huge fucking thing. And it's coming up like nine episodes from the end. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, uh, it's also side note. Uh, I've been rewatching X-Men, the animated series. And uh, you know how every time you watched it, you felt like you missed six episodes? <laughs> I, yes. I realized it. It's because when they do the previous on X-Men, they don't always do the immediately prior episode. They give clips of whatever episodes are relevant to the characters involved. So like if you're watching a Mr. Sinister episode, they go back like three seasons. So when they saw Mr. Sinister before and use those clips, uh, which I feel is unfair. Yeah, it's like you ever watch Battlestar Galactica and it's like three seasons on and they're just like, oh, you know, all this stuff just happened. And then some random dude from like season one who got blown up shows up in the thing. You're like, why is he there? And then they show up and it's like, oh, you're obviously a robot man or some horrible thing. The same with Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. You know, they do that shit all the time. It's like, hey, just so you remember this thing from five fucking years ago. Here it is. Yeah, Exo Squad's really good with it. But I do want to go on record as saying I'm really upset that Fox Fox Saturday morning was gaslighting me for like five years. They made me feel like I was crazy. <laughs> we all were there fucking like, like you said, Mr. Sinister just shows up and you're like, wait, he was in this show? Yeah, you're I like, thought, you're like no? wait, we were, we, were just, we were just in the future. Why, why is there a dinosaur? Like, I, 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 I was here last <laughs> Saturday. I know. Like, like there's a. Uh, what is it? Is it Jane Miles? Explain the X-Men, that podcast that like. They always do a really great opener where they name a very basic concept in X-Men history where it's uh, like like Shadow Cat. And it's like, oh, yeah, so she did this. It's like, well, actually, like she died five times first and like saved the universe and also did this and all that. And like, but wait, how's that related? It's like, no, no, I'll get there. And you realize just how convoluted and twisted X-Men history really is. Yeah, absolutely. Everything is. Yeah, it lines up perfectly with how complicated and difficult the X-Men comic books are. Now back to Exo Squad. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Back to, yeah, now that I've now that I've aired that grievance, back to the show. Which I'm glad because I think we all felt that shit, man. Like <laughs> you know. So someone just had to stand up and say it. <laughs> yeah. This man stood up against the storm and said it. I am the Aaron Brockovich of Fox Saturday mornings. <laughs> I I refused. I would sit down. Yeah. And then Rude Dog of the Dweeb said, sit down. And he said, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> so JT's in the, the Exo Fighter and he turns on his like comm link and Deleon finds him right away and he's like I'm inside the target. I'll leave my comm systems open so the jump troopers can home in. The Neos can track your signal too, JT. My E-frame can pinpoint you with your comm systems off. And it's really a little weird, but JT just goes with it. He's like, Yeah, sure, fuck it, why not? He's having like a chase, like a duel with fucking Neo Lords in the tunnels. And there's a great scene where he's like fucking Return of the Jediing down like the uh, the tunnel, and one like lands on the back of his frame, and fucking dude like rips out his windshield, and he's just like, "Sorry, no hitchhikers, no hitchhikers," and fucking like smacks the dude's head on like a fucking pillar. It's so good. 
But that is oh, it's awesome. It's unreal good. Plus, I love that they brought back JT one liners because he hasn't had enough of them in a bit. They've really been emphasizing like leader JT. They haven't really been emphasizing shave tail fighter jock devil may care JT. <laughs> old school JT. It's like the Undertaker grabbing someone's arm and yelling old school. Old but school. <laughs> one of my favorite wrestling moves of all time because it's just like just don't walk with him. You could literally do anything else. So they get everyone. Oh, JT flies to a dead end and he's like, it's a dead end. Comes back from the commercial break. Ah, I'll go right. It wasn't a dead end. So they followed the daily on lead. The jump troops drop down. Big fight starts happening. Their Neil Lords flying around on their wasp wings with fucking bazookas, which yes. is great. Also, did they have wasp wings last episode? Shh. Don't question it. All right. Um, I just I want to make sure I wasn't being gaslit by two animated children's television shows. <laughs> well, speaking of gases, JT devises <laughs> a plan to use the fusion pack of the Exo Fighter to blow up the geothermal gases. So they'll blow up the facility. But uh, we get a great scene of how useless the fucking hologram is again. That's awesome. <laughs> that thing sucks. Where JT's like hologram. It sucks so fucking hard. Takagi's special ability is worse than everybody else's regular ability. <laughs> it actively hinders right. him. Right, it's like, listen, it would be better if you just took one of the arms from like a Bronski frame and just shoved it on the back of my fighter so I can fire backwards. Like, that'd be way better. <laughs> yeah, literally the hologram like appears in front of him. So when they fire a missile, it's... Still kind of hits him because it just flies right through the hologram. Right the hologram. Oh, it's and they really rub it in because uh, they make Kaz ride in the uh, invisible frame, and he's like, "Oh, like yeah, like not seeing us would be way better." Yeah, he's like, "I get this," and then Marsala later kicks him out because he's like, "Kaz, JT's gonna need that seat." There's a fucking great scene right after the hologram thing though, where. A Neo Omega comes over and starts shit-talking JT. You cannot win, Terran. I am bred to fight. You are nothing but a genetic accident. Accidents happen. The Neo Lord is like, I am genetic perfection. And JT Marsh, and you're just a genetic accident. And JT is like, accidents happen. And then he lights up the steam pipe. It's so, it's so sick. Good. And we get a POV of fucking like JT, like burning rubber with the engine to light him on fire oh, it's, it's so, so fucking good it's hardcore um meanwhile outside the fucking uh jump troops and able squad are attacking so they put all the neo lords on the defense the jump troops are like fucking lighting up the neo warriors which is kind of good because it's like oh they have really big guns not like foot soldier guns so it makes sense i guess so it gives jt a little time jt's doing some badass flying Bronski and like Pellegrino start a murder rampage, but never quite follow through with it, which is a little bit of a bummer. I, I think there's still some tension left over from their last uh, their last encounter. Kiss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just make out already, guys. Yeah, just do it. Just break the tension, yeah. man. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> there are no rules. Yeah, maybe we should kiss just to break the tension. What are you talking about, Bronski? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> the physics aren't the only thing that are non-Newtonian. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. Um, so O'Reilly saves Pellegrino from like an ocean of explosions. JT flies the Exo Fighter to the core, basically. Yuri's like, dude, don't do it. We can come save you. And JT's like, don't try to rescue me. I'll find my own way out. Do you understand me? <sighs> Understood. You fucking stay out of this, man. Like, save the squad. 
help the troops. I'll find my own way out. And fucking Yuri is listening. Everyone's like, what you going to do, Yuri? What you going to do? Meanwhile, JT takes the fusion pack, sets it to blow, actually makes a really easy exit. He like wastes all the troops with like fucking the fighter, puts the thing down gently, gets on an elevator, presses up. Everything's great until three new lords or four show up, fuck up the elevator, calmly walk over to the pack, see that there's like five seconds left and get blown up. They also do one of the great sci-fi tropes, which is that the second you get to the bomb, you realize it's too late and it explodes. I don't actually I don't know if it's a trope, but they do that in Event Horizon, which I just watched again. Uh, so it's in at least two things. Oh, hells yeah. And, and the Watchmen on, in the comic, at least, they have a really fucking heart wrenching oh, scene yeah. about that where a guy finds a bomb. That dude, that scene that is scene's, fucking haunting. That scene's rough. Um, and uh, and they kind of do it in Game of Thrones with the uh, the wildfire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's let's not uh, let's not spoil it. Who are, who, I don't know. Who are these but people I know that are listening to a cartoon podcast that are not watching the most popular show <laughs> in the world? It, 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 it's like this I is know, like a dude. side rant. Like, and, and this is a personal pet beef. And if you disagree, it's totally fine. Uh, my name is Chris Farantino. Feel free to let me know your feelings on it. But it's like people who, who people who are like no spoilers. Like if if you're that big of a fan, just go and see the first day. If you're like, Star Wars is so important to me, I cannot know what happens. Just go see it. Just go see it. Or don't talk to people who are talking about it. Yeah, I mean, that's my thing. It's like, I'll give it usually the, like, if I'm talking to someone, I'll be like, you seen it yet? Do you care? Yeah. No? Okay. So, yeah. If they care, I'll give them that, like, okay, we'll talk about something else. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I will say I'm not the guy who's, like, day two who's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that Chewbacca is really not a Wookiee. And you're like, which I'm right. I'm, what? I'm also not advocating like dickery. Like I'm not advocating like like really yeah. going out there and fucking up someone's movie experience. But like, if you should take responsibility to watch it as soon as possible, so that I don't accidentally say something like you know about Game of Thrones on a podcast. Like, but yeah, it's 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 a whole thing. And like you said, don't be a dick, but also don't hold everyone hostage because you haven't seen the thing in like five years. Yeah. You know, it's like. We're we're spoiling Exo Squad. I'm sorry. Um, it's what the podcast is about. Yeah, we're so, right. You should. Ideally, you're watching along with us. But if not, I would hope you've at least watched some of it. Uh, and if not, let us know because we can talk about other stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, like. I think we're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. This was like wildly. Uh, like, this is what happens. <laughs> this is what happens when like Ferentino goes away because like. I'm just loud enough to be like, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> and of all of us, I'm the most like, you know, don't worry about it so much. Or like, don't worry about it. But I'm like, I get going. I'm like, and and fuck the guys that cut the intro to X-Men. Like, you need to use chronological <laughs> clips. This is fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm following up like. A serialized story here, dudes. Yeah. Like, respect that. Respect the craft. Some of us 30-year-old uh, men watching X-Men uh, <laughs> demand, <laughs> demand a certain level of, of, of accountability. <laughs> I think we've established our roles by now. Yeah, yeah. I'm like the I'm like the cruise director. 
you're the fun, Chris is the gravitas, <laughs> and we put it into a big stew and stir it up, and that's a podcast. Yeah, and now it's all fun, as it turns out, we have the gravitas, it just kind of floats in different directions. Much like the balloons <laughs> that Pellegrino uses to fucking ice those <laughs> Neos. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Uh, the funny thing is, there's only like two things left in the episode practically um yeah we pretty much we pretty we're like we're doing really good on time yeah <laughs> we're really killing it yeah the two minutes from now we'll we'll be right there um yeah so <laughs> jt's on the elevator he fights a lord he fucking escapes because he's jt marsh so he's gonna fucking get out staff rogan and delion fucking say like fuck the orders i'm going in and fucking go to save JT. They do, BT dubs. And a really cool scene where a Neo Lord fucking pulls a goddamn commando move <laughs> where he's, JT's like, I Remember Tara? And I promised to kill you last? That's what you did! I lied. Yeah! <laughs> fucking drops him. Oh, uh, Stab so Rogan good. saves him. Deleon fucking like glocks him off the fucking cliff. At a really brutal moment, Stab Rogan's fucking like got JT. And the fucking, they have to dodge the Neo Lord's falling body because he has a busted wing. It's fucking brutal. Yeah, it is pretty savage. So they get out of there, but the Neo Lords with the bazookas are laying in ambush. Uh oh, Stealth Marsala. And he just fucking like goes buck wild on them. And they're like, where are the Neo Lords? And the implied answer is Marsala murdered them all. They never saw it coming. They just died. Yep, Marsala's savage. It's, it's like that scene in Saving Private Ryan where the dudes get lit up by like the 20 millimeter or whatever, and they just like, explode like that yes exactly like that kaz is comforting a worried colleen o'reilly about jt being okay spoiler alert he is and fucking they get out and jt jumps into marsala's frame and he gets on the horn and he's like yuri don't you ever get tired of giving orders commander marsh uh thanks for taking care of my squad and it's a fucking perfect bow on that fucking story He's a man of responsibility. He did the right thing. He put his like neck on the line for fucking someone else. It's awesome. They make their piece. It's so good. Just going through the comments we've had online. A lot of people really love this episode for that moment where it's like we pay off something from fucking 15 episodes ago. That was like a seemed like a one off character. And man, it all comes around. Everyone escapes. And it turns out Pretorius wants to build a new breeding center that just breeds Neo Lords. So cliffhanger not really it's you know probably gonna happen in the next couple episodes yeah, yeah it's definitely the next thing they do <laughs> so and then we got that pellegrino bumper and man like you know i dug this episode for a lot of things you know but like you said it seems like they could have done this one in like 15 minutes which they practically did because that as seen on was like pretty long yeah but the exo the exo fighting stuff is pretty sweet yeah the fighting in this one's great yeah, yeah, like the like, there's not a ton of plot in this one, but the action in it is pretty is top notch. There's like even a good scene where Pellegrino, Bronski, and another jump trooper going in for a fucking like close assault, and the other guy just gets glocked midair, and you're like, holy shit! Like they're yeah. going all out. Yeah, it, it's it's real in space. Good character moment when JT gets in his frame. The first thing he asks is casualty report. And they're like, there were losses amongst the jump troops, but able squad, exos frame damage, but no losses and you know he that that's a great thing where it's like it's still all about the people for him this arc has been a uh it's it's been a triumphant return for like jt marsh to center stage in these in this last couple episodes uh and i have to say overall it's been an excellent performance hells yeah um 
So who's your MVP for this episode? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to uh, to Galba. Uh, I think he really I think he really steps up. Uh, I I think his explanation of like why he's like he's like you know you're a soldier I'm a soldier but Phaeton can't be allowed to continue. Uh, so you know we we need it doesn't matter that we don't like that I don't like you. It matters that we have to get rid of Phaeton. And I think that's a very, uh, I think that's a cool idea. Yeah, no, seriously. That's like, it's a great summation of his character and motivation and kind of a really mature, like complex thing. It's just not like, you know, we have to get peace. It's like, look, I'm not a traitor, but there's a different way. Right. Yeah. This is um, not, this is not what I'm supposed to be. I'm going to go with the majority of people align and I'm going to say Yuri Stavrogin. Oh, he kills it. Because... Oh, yeah. In the words of the Fortune Teller podcast, I'm just going to read this quote because it sums it up pretty good. For MVP, I'd go with Stav Rogan because he showed such character growth from the other time we saw him. He grew and became a leader and gained courage under fire. JT being a badass versus the Neo Lord showed why he was the main man of the show, which is, I think, a really good contrast where it's like we all know like JT fought a core and all this stuff. He's always a badass. But then we get to see a guy kind of like stepping into his shoes and having to live up to that and actually like growing and doing it, even with like the squad that doesn't like him, you know, they're like, are they going to frag stab Rogan and go save GT? Like there's like some heavy stuff in there. So I'm going to say Yuri for the uh, MVP. Um, one quick question that I wanted to ask um, just because, you know, we're, we're running a little short on time. I'd ask for a couple of questions and John Farrier, Good friend of the show. Uh, proposed an interesting one. He says, "I wonder if any of the ne- I wonder if any of the surviving neo hybrids, such as the neo scorpions, could adapt to peaceful life after the war. Phaeton made them as monsters. Can they be anything else? What do you think? I uh, I don't know. Uh, I think I uh, I I'd like to think so. I think I think it's I think it's doable. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Can I tell you what I think? Yeah, yeah, hit me. Okay, you get." A small island in like like the South Pacific, okay? And you put all the neo hybrids on there, right? And you call it Monster Island. And you just like, you know, you give them provisions and like stuff they need, but you kind of let them do their own thing and just sort it all out, like you know, like Lord of the Flies style, right? Flash forward a hundred years, a bunch of intrepid explorers are like, I've heard there's some unobtainium on this island. <laughs> New series the exo squad of monster island and they fucking go there and have to survive against all the hybrids soul so soul yes the other thing i wanted to say and i want to actually maybe do a side like episode about this but a lot of people were talking about the music of the show and we should do a little extra guy about that sometime um because there's yeah definitely because the soundtrack like i have a couple of tracks from the show and they're still fucking excellent um and it always reminds me of and i'll recommend this Let's do recommendations, then plugs, because I'll just get right into that. Um, I'm going to recommend the Olympics. Yes. You know why? Because the theme music from Briscoe County Jr., the fucking Bruce Campbell show from like the 90s with fucking the Shogun of Harlem show enough at Lord Boulder. Uh, that music is the Olympic like bumper music. That's so And awesome. you've heard it a million times. It's a great track. So, that is a banger. Yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of music. But the Olympics come for the curling, stay for the hockey. And watch the ski jump because Eddie the Eagle was awesome. Oh, so. yeah. 
dude, it's so fun. I, I love that movie. It's yeah, like, I was actually that was going to be my recommendation was Eddie the Eagle and Cool Runnings, uh, which are my two. Oh, uh, yeah, my uh, <laughs> the two movies. Uh, there's obviously a lot of really, you know, Miracle's a great one. Uh, there's a lot of really good Olympic movies. But I for my money, I was going to recommend Eddie the Eagle and uh, Cool Runnings is my personal two favorites. Eddie the Eagle for me is like one of my favorite. It's not like it's not it's a good movie. It's not even a guilty pleasure, but man, it's so fun. And like, you know, you just can't help but get behind them. So, yeah, absolutely. Fuck yeah. dude. Yeah, man. Uh, let's do some quick plugs and then get the hell out of here. So uh, I want to shout out two loopy ladies uh, on Etsy. Uh, ideal hat. Uh, great for hats. Great for um, great for scarves, uh, underwear, uh, wool knitted underwear. Uh, it's going to be huge. Uh, it's going to be it's right, right, right. like thick knitted underwear. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm doing it. When you want that panty exactly. crotch look. I'm doing it. Cardi B is doing it. Uh, all the Migos are doing it. Uh, it's huge. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to look like you're wearing a diaper uh, or if you want like a real hat that looks really good, you can get two look ladies too. Uh, and also... Yeah, and like little stuffed animals. Yeah, yeah. And there's stuff. a lot. They can pretty much knit anything. Uh, so yeah, check out their store on Etsy. And also for uh, for your wedding videography needs or anything else like that, you have a relative you want to get interviewed and like make a nice little movie about their life. Two five films. They do great stuff. We've been to their wedding, <laughs> yeah. and it was awesome. Yeah, it was yeah, a banger. Yeah, banger. So yeah, we fucking tore up that dance floor. Like they had to rebuild it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, all it was torn up. We should really have. Um, we should have done that. That was bad. Yeah, we should have probably left the tip or something. Anyway, so if you've liked this episode or this podcast, go to patreon.com slash exosquad goals and you can give us a donation for as little as $2 a month or infinite. Uh, we like that higher number because we're greedy. Um, yeah, so, so do that. And you get extra content and you get to like maybe suggest episodes and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, There's we'll, we'll pretty much do anything if you give us like three bucks a month. <laughs> like, yeah, we, will, we right, have no. Pride. We will watch whatever TV show and let you know how we think about it that we that you need. <laughs> yeah, we will even review freaking various flavors of Fritos while we watch that show because you know all about them chips. Um, so, on that note. If you've liked our intro and outro music, it's done by Eric Calderon. You can find this stuff online at 331ERock. Check it out. He does some great collaborations and some fun stuff. We come to you with a new episode every Saturday or Saturday adjacent day, which could be Back anyone. Off. It's a surprise. <laughs> you know, just spin the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have lives too. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> We're trying. No, everyone's been really cool. We're giving 110%. No, people have been super, super nice. Yeah. I, nice. Like, seriously, you know, I just want to shout out again. The community is great. And as we're closing in on these like final couple episodes, you know, if the, like, you know, I pose the question, like if there's stuff you want us to like talk about or if you want us to do a deep dive on stuff, like let us know. Because like, you know, we're coming to the end of the initial run. And I mentioned that once we're free of like the week to week, I might want to try to like track down some people I really wanted to talk to about the show. Yeah. If you have some ideas or things you want to talk about, like like the soundtrack, that's being that's a great concept for an episode. So let us know because there's only nine i think left yeah yeah we're yeah oh we're, god yeah we're uh we're we're uh we're, we're closing in and on that note we're gonna go to a bi-monthly i mean once every two months to really stretch this thing out no i'm just joking uh, we're gonna really keep it going 
yeah, you know, so reach out to us on Twitter at Goals or email us at exosquadgoals at gmail.com and we'll get back to you, man. It's been really fun interacting with you guys over the past couple of weeks and months and year. It's been a year. We've been on for a year. Last episode was actually our birthday episode, which I told really? you. Yeah, dude. We're one year old in a little couple of days. But yeah, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. So happy birthday. Happy birthday, Exosquad Goals. <laughs> um, so, and on that note, for Exosquad Goals, I'm Chris Mastalone. I'm Ryan Hardy. And are there any heroes in this company? No, sir. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Boom. You know how we're going to end this episode, Ryan? How? With my mitts. My, <laughs> my mitts. Gladys. <laughs> oh, man. We should do a Sin City watch along. Yeah, I just watched the extended version of that again with the extra stories. They're so... The Marv Mom stuff is so good. Mar Marvin! It's about my job, Mom. Yeah, my job at the factory. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Rourke is out of control in that film. He is out of control. The, Dude, between that movie and The Wrestler, like, I got my Mickey Rourke, like, time capsule. 2006 to 2010 was, like, a really good presidential term for Mickey Rourke. He was really banging it out. <laughs> it started out as the Marv administration. <laughs> but then- that then became like Ramsey's the Ram or whatever yeah, his name was. Oh, yeah. uh, dude, that movie, that yeah, that that era Rourke is is fire. That's some fire Rourke. Oh fuck yeah! By the way, I'll leave you with this. My favorite little bit of trivia: uh, Nicholas Cage almost starred in the Wrestler. Oh, that's awesome. You seen at like Ring of Honor shows and all these other wrestling shows, like quote doing research. So I would have fucking killed to see that movie. That would be so awesome. You'd have to be like a Jake the Snake, I'm just saying. But yeah. like it would have been awesome.